You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 113A of Tales with TR. Excuse me. Still not over the weekend in Buffalo. Speaking of, thanks to the city of Buffalo. Thank you to the crew of Spit and Chicklets and their ever-reaching fandom. Um... A lot of people came to support the event, the Chicklets Cup in Buffalo. And congrats to the winners, the Brick Squad, No Space Killer himself, uh, Jordan Crocker, Chicky Mentis and company, some of my friends. And they played real well. Our guys played well too, but uh, got to tip your hat. When the time calls, and I'm tipping my hat. So I hope everybody had a good weekend. As I said, mine was awesome. It was scintillating. Um, And I'm thinking most people that listen to Tales with TR, most of the people that are listening to my voice on the other end of this microphone, know what Spittin' Chicklets is. 
I know there's a small portion that don't, just judging from my messages and comments. But for this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about the Chicklets Cup and uh, some the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess you would say. So if I'm out of touch with my own listeners, I'm sorry, but this is relevant. And uh, Chicklets, I'm, I'm part of that world and proud of it. The boys are great to us. And uh, I know there's maybe some Shorzy fans out there. Again, not a lot that, that listen for Shorzy and they're not really sure what I'm talking about. But I'm not going to catch up on spitting chicklets if, if you don't know. And again, a very, very, very minute portion of this audience doesn't know what I'm talking about. But please catch yourself up. I don't mean to be ignorant to you guys, but that's what we're talking about today. So <clears throat> where shall I start? Again, with congrats to Brick Squad, it was an awesome weekend. Um, and to, to my buddies that came, Evan Mosher, Remy Laurencel, Bobby Hauser, Jeremy Bishop, Connor Donahue, Justin Pender, and of course, Biz Nasty, Oli Postonen, and Jacob Baradown. That was our team. That was your big deal selects. And I thought we put on a fantastic show, and everybody worked their hardest. We lost by a goal in the final to a team full of champions and fantastic players. I don't mind saying it. Uh, I thought there was a lot of positives. Really, I'm not just saying this to try to ease the pain, but I know there's people that uh, I'm talking to that made some comments on the Spit and Chicklet sites. So I'm going to explain some things. This is for you guys. This is honestly, there was a picture of Justin Pender. Uh, under the Spit and Chicklet site, and I commented on there a few times, and some people messaged me, and they're real upset, first of all, or maybe they were misinformed. Um, so I guess I'll just tell my side of it. So there's a rivalry, right, with No Space Killer. That was kind of drummed up. I mean, you need some content for Spit and Chicklets. I wasn't at the first Spit and Chicklets or the Chicklets Cup a year ago in Detroit. I understand it could have gone a little bit better for the big deal select. So hence, I was invited to Vegas in February to help with their team. Biz found out that I was in the Hall of Fame here in Canada and had won a few world championships. And it's Newfoundland's a hotbed for ball hockey. So he figured I might be, and you know, I'm, I'm part of the Chicklets universe. I've been a guest. So um, he asked me to help him out. And I did. We went, we lost in the final to No Spaces team. No space killer, Corey Wilson. And we got skunked. We made the final. Um, we were playing a little bit shorthanded. We had some major injuries. We didn't have a goalie, a good goalie. And again, nothing against Trevor Gretzky in Las Vegas. And um, we had a few other people help. Michael Mason, I believe. And um, We, uh, yeah, we just could have gotten better goaltending. I, I, I think the boys gave a great effort, but they're not regular ball hockey goalies. It's tough. The ball moves different. You're playing out in the heat. So you want someone that's used to it, right? It's not that they, they, they were fucking totally awful, but a team like Nose Faces team in Vegas can really dissect a goalie that's even average in ball hockey, especially out in the sweltering heat at the end of a tournament. And that's exactly what happened. So, which brings us to Buffalo. So, I thought for the last four or five months that Nose Face was going to bring his same team, okay? And 
I didn't want to make any major changes. I wanted Connor to come, Connor Donahue, Bobby Hauser, right? But we needed a goalie. So I called my good friend, Evan Mosher, who won a national championship with us in 2010. Um, John Scully was a throw-in last time, Bobby Hauser's friend, and I really appreciate it. Um, but other people had been asked that couldn't go, and Scully probably will come back again at some point. He's one of our first Spears, great guy, but we didn't take him, okay? Uh, Matt Murley realized that maybe it was, I'm sure if he dedicated himself and wanted to play, he could. I'm not saying Matt can't, but he looked at the situation, realized, you know what, maybe I bit off more than I could chew, and he played the roller hockey this time and supported us from an assistant coaching perspective. Uh, Justin Pender, big D, is one of the best players I've ever met. He's one of my good friends. We've been at world championships together as part of Canada. We've been at national championships as part of Newfoundland Black Horse. As every single player on that team was really a teammate of mine in the past. And uh, most played for Newfoundland uh, or Canada, Bobby Hauser being the only exception. Um, and he's one of the best opponents I've ever played against. Played for Team USA. And uh, to be able to play with him at two Chicklets Cups has been a privilege. So that, that's the squad that we brought. I didn't want to change it up too much because I figured I'm going to be loyal. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring back the same guys. This isn't me against Noseface, right? This is, this is his team. And I needed to bring back some improvements to beat that team that skunked us in Vegas. We're pretty good. I knew that given a goalie, though, and a couple of tweaks, and by the way, we had Dustin Kelly, sorry, in Vegas, and he ended up busting his knee. So that's why the different team, I did all I tweaked, I tweaked it. I didn't change it a lot. So that was my thinking coming into Buffalo. Then I hear two weeks before that nose face is not bringing the same team. He's joined another team. So a couple of months before all of this ago, I called some of the guys on the brick squad that we played against in the final, who I didn't even know knew nose face, including their coach, James Chicky Mentes. I phoned and we were trying to both brick squad and our team was kind of trying to put in a team that would beat nose faces team. So when nose face joined them at the last minute, that's why I was pissed off on the way down and that I left that, um, you know, I made a post right before the Chicklets Cup, I think the night before. And it was rather forceful and intimidating, or at least I tried it to be. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, and that, man, I was kind of pissed off. I mean, it was a bit of theatrics to that, right? I know some of you don't realize that there was a bit of theatrics. I am an actor, um, you know? So, but that's what I was upset at. I'm like, fuck nose face. He's just going to join a bunch of guys, again, the Brick Squad, half their team I've played with before on Newfoundland or Canada. A lot of them just won a world championship with Team Canada a month ago. He's on the U.S. You know, other than playing against these guys at national tournaments, he's never played with them. Now, I was misinformed, however. I didn't realize. I thought Noseface selfishly cut all of his friends and then just joined the team that was likely going to win it. Now, I know we make a big deal. It's a big deal selects, but that team, the Brick Squad, we were the underdog there. I don't mind saying that. We've all got accomplished players, but we're a little bit older. And hats off to Biz and Ole and Jacob, but we have to use that line. So one-third of our team 
is media guys that are there for content. Now, did they do well? I couldn't fucking believe how well they did. They picked it up from Vegas. They actually practiced. They trained hard. I just talked to Biz. He's still sore. Oli and Jacob, Ryan and Steve. Their names, Ryan and Steve, Ryan Russell and Steve Campbell. You know, I mean, they play hockey. They'd never played ball hockey at that level. And now we're asking them, one third of the team, to play against really like the nucleus of the best players on the planet. That's who we played against. I don't know if people realize that. It wasn't just people throwing together a team. I mean, it kind of was. But I would put the team we played against (laughs) up against almost anybody, given the players that they had. Again, a lot of them just played in the official world championships and won it. And Canada hasn't won since 2007 when I was on the team 15 fucking years ago. So it was a big deal. Now, I didn't know that no space was his team basically didn't come back. I thought he cut them. So I was misinformed. I'm certainly not going to apologize for the way I played. I'm getting there. But I was misinformed. So going down when I was pissed off, I mean, still, I'm like, fuck no space. That's unfortunate. He's got to join this team. who probably could win it anyway. Right? And they did. But anyway, so I guess I'm just explaining some of that animosity before it started. Okay? Now we get down there. No space isn't there. Right? But he's home having, his wife had a kid. As luck would have it. And I think he's just holding out for suspense, but he really did. And congratulations. His name is Corey Wilson. He's going to be on this podcast tomorrow, which will probably be out on Thursday but um, or Friday. But uh, in any case, no space gets down there. We're having a little chat finally on the final day now. I'm not knocking him because he had a baby. Of course, he'd stay home. I can't believe he showed up. To even show up was valiant. It was a valiant effort for him. Uh, and a, a bit of loyalty to the Chicklets guys. I said, I'm going to be here, I, so I'm going to come. That was great. But he missed Friday. We're here we are, a bunch of guys in our 30s and 40s, for the most part, out playing, hungover, out till 4 and 5 in the morning, in fucking 30-degree heat, three games a day before. Now, I'm in no way blaming no space or anything, but I want to give some context, because some line, I'm reading some comments here. You guys fucking suck. You guys got fucking worked. Unbelievable. Any team can beat you guys. Okay? I can go on and on. Which isn't quite the fucking case. Now, Biz, Jacob, and Oli. Oh, sorry. So I'll finish with no space. So he gets down there. We shook hands before the game started. But what did I say on my video? Okay, what did I say on my video? I said, no space. You're gonna, shin pads are a part of the game. So if you're going to come out and play with no shin pads on and everybody else get them on, you're disrespecting me, right? So I said I was going to slash him. Now, you know, I fuck around with no space. We're off the floor. I'm taunting him. Um, but when you look at the, the video of the game and I slashed him and I posted it, I slashed him pretty hard. I do that all the time. This is what you do. You fake a big one, right? Try to scare the guy. And then you slash. <laughs> this sounds... Uh, <laughs> Sounds barbaric, but I'm going to tell you what I often do. Okay. You fake a big one of someone, if you want to intimidate them. And then you're like, if you're going to give the kind of the heel of your stick, like a bit of a root, you slash, do that on the flesh part of the calf. 
and then like come through and like slap him with the front of the stick on the shin. If you were to slash the shin, you'd break it. Okay. So I know what I'm doing and I know how to give a, you know, a tap, let them know I'm there and maybe take a penalty. And I did, I took a penalty that that's the trade-off, right? I take a five. I'm out of the game. The reps right there. I know enough to get a two minute slash and let them know I'm there. And that's what I did, as they would say in Shorzy. Let them know you're there, Baja. Gotta let them know. That's not that's not made up from nowhere. And I thought he was the only player in the game playing with no shin pads. And he saw my video. I'm like, that little fuck. Now I respect him. He fucking stuck with it. They won. Okay, but at this point, I'm thinking, that little fuck. I'm gonna scare the shit out of him. So that's where that came from. Now, later in the game, um, and, and I congratulate him. I shook his hand. He's coming on the podcast. We're having a beer. After the game, it's great, right? Little fucking weasel, but he won. And I, all you can do is give full credit. I wasn't mad at him in any way. During the game, yes. After it, it's over. I shook all their hands. Now, I did get my stick up on a kid, Jordan Crocker. I'm going to tell you about Jordan Crocker. Jordan was my roommate at the Canadian Nationals. We picked him up for Team Newfoundland. In Newfoundland, if, forget what it is, but if you're, if, I think if, if your province, say, is under... 800,000 people, whatever it might be, you're allowed to have a pickup or two going to the Nationals. So we always have a decent team in Newfoundland. And that little, the, the population rule, I think they call it, allows us to pick up one or two. We don't always do it, but sometimes someone bails out at the last minute and the next person down the road doesn't have, you know, $2,000 raised to go to a tournament or whatever it is, man. We got to pay for a lot of this, right? Raise it or pay it. Um, which, you know, which reiterates and magnifies how serious we take ball hockey here in Newfoundland. It's not like we can just drive. But if you're in Toronto this weekend, you could drive over to Buffalo. All those guys did driving money and, you know, pay for the weekend. A lot of it was paid for, for our guys to go to Buffalo. If we had to pay for it would be, Oh God, three, three grand, maybe up and back and all that goes with it. So we're going to the nationals in ball hockey next week and the masters in the men's division. And we'll all either have to raise that money or pay for it. And it's thousands of dollars. We take it serious. This is just a side note. But anyway, so we were playing in Ottawa a few years ago, maybe six years ago, I guess, however old Jordan Crocker is. And he was 16 or 17. This is the guy that I slashed. Okay. Um, and he stayed with me. He was my roommate. I was kind of a, like a mentor for him that tournament. We picked him up. He was a great player. We picked him up two different tournaments. Okay. As we picked up Chicky Mentor, three, at least no, four guys on their team had played for Newfoundland at a point. This is what I'm saying, right? And they'd all played for Canada so and, or Mississauga. Like, so no space joined my friends and beat us. We were, we were battling against guys that we've already battled against and we battled with. They were on my team, okay? So I'm merely only explaining this to give it context. I, Hats off to them, but but like I said in the comments on Spit and Chicklets, I'm going to explain this so you guys know where I'm coming from. So these comments that you guys fucking suck and got work, that's not the case. If you watch the game, we lost 5-4, final goal. I mean, if it's anybody's fault, it's mine, and I'll wear that. So a team with, again, Biz Nasty and Ole posting in and Jacob Burr down from on the bench, a comedic hockey series and sight. These guys went to war and it was four to fucking four in a nine on nine game 
where I took six guys from Newfoundland, all accomplished, but a little bit older. I'm counting Bobby Hauser because he's, he's an honorary Newfoundland. Remy's played for us. And three guys that are media guys that don't play ball hockey, that don't play ball hockey. And we nearly tied a team full of all national or world champions and all in their 20s. Chicky Mentes, their coach, one of my best friends, arguably, you could make an argument he's the best Canadian player ever if you took um, awards, uh, championships won. And I've been on two of those world championships with him. And he's played for Newfoundland. We've picked him up. He's a good friend. Were we yelling at each other? Yeah, we were freaking the fuck out because that's competition. Now, Jordan, that was an example of an older player in myself losing the ball to a younger player, and I could see him getting away. And often, you know, you tap a guy on the, on the, on the gloves, right? You tap him on the gloves. He loses control of the ball. It's a wily vet move if you can pull it off. But if you miss, especially in ball hockey, because you're not wearing elbow pads or shoulder pads, if you fucking miss, it hurts. And I hurt Jordan, and I'm sorry about that. He kept playing, but it wasn't malicious. Um, I knew I was going to come out intense. I knew that we had that on our side, physical, if we can get it in, you know, with big guys like Justin Pender, even Jeremy Bishop's got smaller guy, but he's got a great center of gravity. Connor's kind of, you know, he's a block. Biz um, nasty, right? So I knew that if we keep it to the boards and keep it over there and, you know, have that grinding kind of game, I thought we might be able to be successful. Going in, I knew we were the underdog. Not by much, not by much, but just thinking that, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're as accomplished as we are being the six that I brought, except there's nine of them and they're younger. So I guess that's the context that I'm talking about. When Pender hit nose face, Corey, Again, my friend, he's going to come on here next podcast being tomorrow or the next day. When that picture of him hitting nose face, that wasn't out of nowhere. Nose face just had the penalty shot because I chopped him, but he missed. And then he shot the ball in the net. So he shot the ball after the whistle. You guys must know hockey. And Pender didn't fucking hurt him. If Pender wanted to hurt him, he would have. But you got to send some kind of message. Especially when there's people, there was crowd there. People were into it. Do you people know what it's like to play in front of a crowd and play with your friends and play for a championship that means something? It wasn't like we we're all playing in our backyard and we'd still be the same fucking way. That's why I love the boys. But do you understand now? First of all, we're going to battle with people that we've gone to battle with. So you say, oh, you and your friends suck. Well, half that team were my friends. They've all been on the same level. Jordan Crocker played on our team when three guys on our, sorry, Jordan Crocker who played on the brick squad, right? He played behind four or five guys that I had on the black horse five years ago. Now he's in his early twenties. He's great, right? He's come into his own. Now he's in his prime, right? But I'm just saying, I'm not complaining. I give them credit. But all these people, these keyboard warriors that are leaving, you don't realize what's going on. So now 
The fact that it was five to four, we didn't get fucking pumped. I don't know what you're talking about. Just watch the game. If you're going to snap and leave a fucking ignorant message and throw daggers enough that I'm going to sit here and fucking dedicate an entire podcast to talking about it. Do me a favor and watch the fucking game. It's on YouTube. Watch it. What I'm saying is true. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Canadian, I know I'll always be throwing money down on the Blue Jays. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. One message here. Why Why did you, uh, Terry, why did you go chopping, chopping at people? Chopping their heads off. Why were you trying to chop people's heads off? Untrue. Four slashes I threw in that game. Three light ones to nose face on that one play of which he got a penalty. And the other one was on Jordan. Now, right after the play, I apologize. My fault. Now, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like, all I can do is take responsibility for my actions. Did I stop after that? Yeah. That was the only slashes the entire game for me. Right? There was a few penalties called. They called them. On mine, on those slashing plays, they got two penalty shots. They took them and they missed. That's the trade-off. You think if I was chopping people's heads off or even trying to hurt somebody, I wouldn't have done it? I played professional hockey and it was part of my living to defend people that went around doing that or to, to defend against people that went around doing that. And usually it was with fucking bare knuckles on face. And if it was against Greg Smith, it was a slash over my ankles that might break him. It was every game getting that shit. Those were warning shots. Those were love taps, honestly. And most players playing in the game know that because they're hockey players too. And they've all seen it and done it. How many times, those guys included, have we played, I don't know, Edmonton and gone, you know what, Jordan? Early, let them know. Let them know you're there. Just let them know you're there early. They'll be tentative to come back into your space, right? They'll be tentative to come back into your space again. It's about protecting space as much as anything else. And in a game that there's no hitting, there's heavy, I mean, ball hockey now is very physical. You're not as wearing as much gear and you can rub out along the boards and it gets intense. But it's not like hockey. We can dump it in the corner and go run somebody to be physical. There's a lot of times, you know, yeah, a little tap. Ref turns his head, Right. Little cross check in the ribs, right? Maybe a little punch, right? Maybe going by, you step on a guy's foot. Let him know you're there. If I wanted to fucking hurt somebody, that's a totally different game. And that doesn't happen very much. Now, was I a little hasty with no space? Maybe looking back, but those honestly weren't meant to hurt. They were meant to let him know, give him a little bruise maybe, but not to put him out. 
meant to hurt, I guess, not to injure. Okay. And the Jordan one, my stick just got free. And I went to the bench. If anybody looks at the tape or was at the game listening. And I said, guys, my fault. Pointed at myself, my fault. One more penalty. I was thrown out. That was early. That was five minutes in. One more penalty. And I'm thrown out of the game. And that's the consequence. So I didn't. Had my stick got free again. Boom. I'm, I'm thrown out. What a terrible captain. What a terrible captain that is. But I didn't. Because I know the checks and balances with inside of a game. And no space knows those, that little motherfucker. And I give him all the credit in the world. He stuck with it. Now, I did get my space, though, didn't I? And the game was close. And I think being a leader, you can either disagree or not. I've played with a lot of people. Some people will go the other way. Say, let's just leave it. I, I thought that we needed to slow the game down a bit given that they automatically had younger legs because that's a fact. So I knew our guys were ready for the challenge, but slow it down a little bit, be physical, slow it down, get it in the corner, grind it out, little chop, right? Little punch, right? That's, that's fine. I expect it from the other team as well. And you go taking these big guys space or a good player's space and, you know, Survival of the fittest. You understand? No space. Hey, you got no shin pads on? Everybody else is wearing them. The ball gets stuck. The ball gets stuck. And by the way, I waited till he had the ball. I just, just go over and whack him. And I told the guys. So when the ball gets stuck in his feet, go after it. You're going to have to hit his shins. He's the only one playing without him. What if I was playing ice hockey with no gloves on? If I decided to play a game ice hockey with no gloves on, what would you say? And now I go around the D and he whacks me on the fingers. Are you going to call him unsportsmanlike? Are you going to call him smart? I would call him smart. And I would expect, I would expect if I played hockey with no gloves on and I got whacked there, it's my fault. I would never, ever go at the fucking far D. What the fuck are you doing? He'd say, put your fucking gloves on. And that's what I did with no space. And again, letting him know I'm there. Now let's see if he answers the bell. He was tentative, but he answered it. He did answer it. It's not like he folded. Could have said he was hurt. They had a great team anyway. They had a good chance to win. But he came back. And I would argue it built character within him. And ever so, he's, he's ever so small. Or, or, that's a bad way to put it. It might be a small percentage, but he's a bigger person. He's a better athlete. I guarantee you. Now, when I'm out of the picture in Chicklets Cup, and the next world championship, the ball hockey's worlds are every two years, right? So in two years from now, come June, when he's playing again and he sees a motherfucker like me on another team that's going to try to play the same bullshit, he'll go, you know what? Well, it can't be as bad as what Terry did. Terry's pocket fought in the NHL. Terry fucking whacked me with a fucking stick in the Chicklets Cup. And I stood up to him and I won. And I'll say, you know what? Way to fucking go, no space. Corey Wilson, I'll shake his hand, say, I'm glad that I helped your evolution as a player. Because the first thing when that game ended, the first thing I did was go over and apologize to Jordan and the team. Because I don't think there's reason for dirt out there. What I did to no space was a fucking love tap. Jordan stick got loose there and I am sorry. 
Like I said, the first thing, not only I, we did, went over, congratulated everybody, apologized. Now let's have beers together, guys. Now I know you might have seen me yelling at Chicky Mentez, but whatever. I, he was upset. Those guys are near and dear to him. Like I said, I've, I've played and I've battled with Chicky, and we've bled together, we've sweat together, we've won together, we've lost together. So I throw him a bone. He was just being competitive. I don't hold it against him. If someone had slashed my fucking buddy is one thing, but players that I've mentored and brought up, I know that he was a big part of Jordan's life. I think they might even be loosely related. Um, but, uh, you know, I understand why he was upset. And that's it. Now, he was yelling at me that because we're going to the Nationals in Hamilton next week. I'm going to have someone in Hamilton for you. Fair enough. I know that other side of it. I'll take what's coming to me, but I don't think anything is. But, uh, you know, that's it. You got responsibility for your actions. And I have total responsibility for my actions. First of all, there were two penalty shots. We could have gotten scored on, and it never would have been as close of a game. And I would have been the – I would have had to fall on the sword. I do anyway because we lost. But, again – Completely proud of our guys to answer all you critics one more time. I didn't think we got worked at all. I know we didn't because I watched the game. I played in the game and all you have to do is play the game and look or watch it and, and, and realize that and a lot of that last thing I'll say, a lot of them play together. They play together. Now they're a team, the brick squad. That's a team in a league. And then they go and play like the five on five uh, nationals together. And they, some of them are on team Canada together. That's how it works. We pulled people together. Right. Like me, Bish, Pender, Mosh, Honor. And Remy, Remy's from Winnipeg, but he did play one tournament with Newfoundland Black Horse. But all of us have played together and everything. And we but we haven't been playing together all year or anything. Um, Connor and Pender play on Clarenville Caribou's here in senior hockey. They beat us out. I'm the St. John's Caps. They beat us out in seven games in overtime. And I played like that with Pender. Pender nearly put me through the fucking boards in game six. That's the fucking truth or wait game four. Anyway, it happened because we're fierce competitors and I didn't fucking, you know, call out Pender. What are you doing? You hit me because I'm a good player. Yeah. You fucking slash me because I'm going in the corner with the puck and it's playoffs and you want to win the championship. That's the way shit goes. Um, and, you know, Bobby, you know, great player that can feed off of us. Uh, Jacob are down. Oli Ostenin, Ryan and Steve, Biz, right? We all come together for those tournaments, but it's not like we all play together, right? Now, I could play with Bish, Connor, and I could play with some of those guys with my eyes closed because we've been playing together or against each other. We've been part of the same family community, say, for years, right? Like, But uh, being in that ice, ice hockey is a big thing in Newfoundland, senior hockey. We all play against each other, man. We've all fucking fought. We've all hit. We've all, we're all buddies. That's the way it goes. But again, one third of our team are not ball hockey players. And we nearly pulled it off. We nearly pulled it off. So I guess you can see from my perspective, I'm going, what a fucking effort. I'm knowing what I know, knowing who we played against. I'm going, fuck, this is a moral victory, <laughs> right? And we nearly pulled it off. We were up four to two. And 
What goes around does come around, though, because, you know, who was out there? Who was in front of the net? Who could have had that two-on-one? Me. But anyway, five to four. Um, Corey Wilson, nose face. Congrats on your baby. That transcends hockey. And I'm not in any way upset that the Brick Squad won it looking back. Going in, I was like a little bit, and that might have been nervous energy or I don't want to say fear, but uh, it was hard to accept that Noseface was going to join a better team than he had in Vegas. And not only that, they were all friends of mine and ours. The guys who I didn't play with, Connor and Remy just did. Like most of that team, we knew pretty well. And like I said, they initially put it together to beat Noseface, and then he joins them. So I guess. That was where a lot of the off-floor, eventually spilling onto the floor, friction came from. But looking back, I'm glad that they, I mean, Chicklets put this off. It's like the Rebel League. It's like the WHA in the fucking 70s, the Outlaw League. I mean, people now, they're putting off such a great event that, uh, you know, like there was a lot of fans there said, I was going to go watch the Worlds, but I came here to watch this. They're taking a chunk. Now, I think eventually the ISBHF, being the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation, there's also the WBHF. We'll get into that rivalry right now. I think that international ball hockey can have a symbiotic relationship with the Spit and Chicklets and the Chicklets Cup. I think they can work together. And judging just by the competition I'm seeing and who's involved, that's what's happening. But... I'm not sure what's going on with the NBHL in the States, the National Ball Hockey League, but if anybody's listening from any of three of those governing bodies that I mentioned, you should really get on board with the Chicklets <coughs> Cup in one way or the other soon because this thing is a, is a machine. And they put off a tournament like no other. Um, honestly, I don't think two th- I don't think they should be entities on their own. I think they should all be working together. The ball hockey community, I've said it since I started playing on the national and the world level story in 2003 with Team Canada. Well, I saw what I saw at the Worlds, I couldn't believe it. It should be an Olympic sport. There's enough teams that can win. It's not like some other sports where it's either Canadian Canes or the US. Right. Women's hockey, for example, got to be there. I mean, Jesus, it's growing worldwide. I'm not complaining. I love watching women's hockey. It's just that for the traditionally. There's only been a couple teams going to win it. Now you're starting to see a couple more and that's going to now it's starting to open up. But it was Canada, the U.S., wasn't it for like 20 years? Well, in ball hockey, you would think that's the case, but it's not. Italy are pretty good. India are pretty good. Trust me, I've seen it. Czech and Slovaks are always good. Finland are coming on. Right? There's like eight to ten teams that might win. So, and it's more affordable. I, I mean, I need hockey's coming becoming elitist, but not ball hockey. It's definitely more worldwide, right? I mean, if there's, you know, I'm just I'm looking at representation. We we play some team, you know, we play Bermuda. It's a lot of Canadians with dual citizenships, but still, it's not like they have a lot of hockey ranks but they have ball hockey rinks and I can go on and on Israel. There's a league there. Um, I mean, Dubai, I know has a league. Uh, I know 
oh, what was it? Haiti, they're in the, the worlds now. Uh, so I think at some point it will be an Olympic sport. And how does that happen? Building popularity, integrity, uh, and a fan base. And I think chicklets are doing that at an accelerated level um, that no fault to the international bodies, but they just don't have the platform. So I highly recommend that. And uh, in conclusion, Corey Wilson, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. And uh, we go to these things and you're an enemy or when Corey's, Corey's nose face killer. Nose face is painted as an enemy and, and he is an adversary. And I, I was kind of pissed off and I know I slashed him. But that's me. That's my competitive edge. Had I tried to hurt him, I'm telling you, I would have done it. I don't try to hurt anybody. Very, very fucking rare that I try to hurt anybody. Um, and uh, I was going to come on here and apologize. I just, I know I might do it again, right? Like, I'm a competitor. Well, I go out and be, you know, when I say do it again, I just mean in the heat of the moment. I don't know what might happen, man. I don't know. Uh, it's few and far between. Most of my penalty minutes have been fights in defense of somebody. I'm not known as a dirty player, but it's happened. It's happened at the end of a game. I don't fucking know, man. I crack my stick over the post. The blade hits somebody. They're pissed off. Uh, I've been in a line brawl and fuck at the last minute. Jesus, I'm not proud to say it. I don't need to resurrect it, but spit at people, man. Like, fuck. Like a sore loser crybaby. But for the most part, I'm 45, man. I've been playing since I'm 14. Ball hockey on, on that level. On a national level anyway. Okay? You're talking over 30 fucking years. Few and far between. But whatever makes me snap, whatever makes that happen, that competitive edge, that's what gives me it. I wouldn't be me in the first place. If I didn't have that, I probably would have given hockey up at 16 or 17 to be home with my buddies and my girlfriend. But I always wanted to be the best. I wanted to be on the best team. That's what drives you as an athlete. Money didn't drive me. I swear to you. It was the competition. And sometimes you get out there and it gets the best of you. But all I can do at the end of the game is go and congratulate the winners for their rightful place on the podium and apologize for anything that I might not have done. I've meant to do. I certainly didn't mean to slash Jordan so hard. No space. That was totally orchestrated, but I did. And I was way, I didn't know when I was going to do it, but as soon as you had the ball, buddy, you were getting a whack. Was it a little hard? Maybe. But if you look at it again, I've always said it. Fake, back of the leg, slap the front of the leg. And that's what I did. And um, I'm proud of our guys. We did a great job working together for a bunch of guys that were up against a fantastic team. And not all of us had, had, had consistently played together. And I'm giving Biz and those guys a lot of credit here. Because six of our guys and nine of theirs had played at a national high level or a world high level. And here's Biz and fucking Jacob and Ole out there giving their balls out. Nearly fucking coming out on top against competition like that. So anyway, look, what are we going to do? We're going back to Fort Lauderdale. We're going to roll it back. We're going to bring 
the same fucking guys because we were right there and we're going to do what we can. We're going to play hard. We're going to try to play fair. And hopefully this time we can come out on top. But if we don't, I can tell you that we're going we're gonna to show up. We're going to play hard. We're going to party hard. And we're going to represent Chicklets in the best way that we can. Thank you to Chicklets. Thank you to Buffalo. Thanks, fuck, fucking Brick Squad, for coming out after in a game that got heated. They all came out with us, by the way, after, and we had beers. And that's the way competition should be. So thanks again, guys. It was a great, an unbelievable experience. We're going to do it all again soon. And we're going to be there with bells on, and we're going to be playing hard. I'm proud of our Newfoundland Black Horse guys. I'm proud of Blah Bobby Hauser. I'm proud of On the Bench. I'm proud of Biz Nasty. And I'm proud of the Biz Big Deal Selects. True hockey sticks. Take what's yours. Thanks for the hookup in Buffalo, guys. I absolutely love my new mitts, and I love my new twigs. I use the Hazardous PX Senior Hockey Stick. It's orange. It's their new release. I use the 95 Flex Mariner Special. Absolutely fucking love it. It's the most comfortable in my mitts that I've ever used. It's my favorite stick. I really mean that. I really fucking do. I love it. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Wedgwood Cafe at the end of Elizabeth Avenue here in St. John's. Drop in for something. Also, for your catering needs, why not call Peter Wedgwood, the chef at Wedgwood Cafe. Check it out. I highly recommend it. If I'm also going to eat downtown St. John's, I just go to Blue on Water or I go to Merchant Tavern. Those are the places that I love to grab a bite. George Street Festival coming up. And why not grab a beer at Greensleeves, TJ's, Bull and Barrel, Rob Roy, or Trinity Pub? Those are my places I like to go, but support local. Go anywhere on George Street or downtown this particular weekend because it's going to be rocking in St. John's. Just an awesome summer. Wherever you are, support local. People can really use it, and they're coming out of a bad time called the pandemic. We're swinging. We're in the middle of the summer. I'm having a great time. I had a great trip. Once more, thank you to the Spit and Chicklets universe. Thank you for the fans for coming out and making it all possible. And see you guys again in a couple days when we have Bobby the Animal Hauser and Corey Nose Face Killer Wilson join the program. This should be interesting, and I'm really looking forward to it. Last congrats to the Brick Squad. Hopefully we'll have your number next time. If not, I'm sure we'll have a good time. We'll party hard and play hard. PH squared, as they say on the Newfoundland Black Horse. This has been episode 113A of Tales with TR. See you all again in a few days. Catch you on the rebound.